Fantasy Fuel is powered by Pole Sports. Get instant fantasy football advice through real-time polls by visiting polesports.com. To Fantasy Fuel, I am your host, John Eddie Jr., along with my other co-host, Tom Tuttle. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing good. I'm awake. That the, is the, That alarm is probably the most annoying alarm in all of is. history. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. It's the one I woke up to every day in grade school and middle school <laughs> yes. and high school, so it does the trick. <laughs> yeah, no uh, doubt. I do need to uh, tell you, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. <laughs> okay. Do you remember uh, what Bobby Bonilla Day is? Yeah, you're talking to the wrong person. Oh, come on. It's, <laughs> it's a great day. for From 2011 until 2035, Bobby Bonilla gets paid a little over $1 million every July 1st. Best wow. contract ever wow. gotten by a player in sports history. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. It is insane. But you heard our intro. We did last week our AFC sleepers. This week is our NFC sleepers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we get to that, we have to tell you one more time about PollSports.com. We are doing a special episode about a bunch of the polls that we have seen on there and some interesting takes. And, uh, yeah, look for that in the next week or two. Uh, We also will be at the Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. Get your tickets to that if you if you're going to be in Canton, Ohio, around yeah. August 18th. It yep. would be a pretty cool thing. Come out and meet a whole bunch of industry experts. There's going to be a lot of people yes. there. There's going to be some live podcasts on stage. Some experts doing some talks. So if you're going to be there. Come out and get your ticket on MidwestFFExpo.com and use Fuel code Fuel F U E L to get five bucks off your ticket. Yes, so. Do it. Yes, going to be a very, very fun weekend. And we'll probably stop by the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. You'll see some social media pictures, of course. Mm -hmm. The news around the National Football League. Well, there wasn't a lot of news up until today. (laughs) The weekend was pretty silent. But now we actually have a couple of things to talk about. The first of which is there has been a lot of chatter mm-hmm. in Cleveland about one Kareem Hunt. Yeah. This is what we know so far. The Cleveland Browns running back went to the Barley House party spot on Saturday night with a bunch of friends and stayed late into the evening. Apparently right after he left, something happened. We don't know what yet. Several cops went over to speak with Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. He was not arrested. He was not detained. Nope. He left without incident. But a witness tells TMZ Sports, take this for what you will, <laughs> Yeah, 
Hunt was involved in a physical altercation with another man before the cops came over. The witness wasn't sure if it was a real fight or if it was just horsing around with a buddy. (laughs) At one point, Uh. one of the officers can be heard on video telling Kareem, I saw him push you. Barley House owner said that Hunt was involved in a small argument with one of his friends and people blew it out of proportion. Okay. I mean... Yeah, definitely seems like not the biggest of deals, but when you're under the spotlight, yes. you gotta <laughs> you gotta be a little more careful than this. It's well, I mean, last week we talked about Duke Johnson. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, sleeper. Oh, Kareem, Kareem, Kareem. And what is it with Cleveland guys and getting into trouble? <laughs> I mean, we went through this with Josh Gordon. Yeah. We've talked about him many times. And now we figured Kareem Hunt was going to get back on his feet, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, it remained to be seen, I suppose. Yep. Uh, the other bit of news is we reported before about an incident with Ezekiel Elliott in yep. Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and apparently he's going to meet with Roger Goodell on Tuesday, tomorrow, to discuss the incident. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what to think about it. I, right now, Zeke's value isn't going to drop for anybody. But no, of course not. You never know what could happen. No, nope. no. We'll we'll have more news next week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so from not so good news to some upper news. Mm-hmm. Our man crush. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Zay Jones. Yeah. He uh, apparently has a friend in the hospital. Mm. This uh, guy went through his final of 14 total chemotherapy sessions. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Got through it. And he also graduates high school. So he was all there, and he his only request to celebrate was asking Zay Jones to do his little levitate trick. <laughs> so Zay Jones went to the hospital, and he did his little levitate trick okay. for him. I've never seen the levitate trick by Zay Jones, so I'm not exact. I'm sure it's just a simple one that almost everybody kind of knows how to do. It's simple enough. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I did see the video of him doing it in the hospital for the Mm -hmm. kid, which was pretty cool, and then I saw a video of him kind of doing it after scoring a touchdown or making a catch on the sidelines, and he just kind of floated back up. He pushed his knee off and on his toes, and it just kind of looked like he... Popped right back that's up. I was like, yeah. oh, that's cool. But it looks like Zay Jones has his head on straight right now, so maybe. Yeah, hopefully there's no more running around in your birthday suit. <laughs> yes, I'm hoping that was uh, a one-time incident. Yes. Um, another wide receiver in the AFC, Juju Smith-Schuster. Apparently mm-hmm. he's mad at his mom. <laughs> Everybody gets mad at their mom, but that's usually... Before you mature. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's mad at his mom because she didn't push him into basketball because he's talking about these crazy, ridiculous contracts in the NBA that we just are seeing. I mean, like $40 million yeah. a year, it is. It's crazy, but, man, uh, you're getting paid a lot of money still. Yeah, <laughs> There's really is. no pl- problem. I don't think he's just joking around. but Of course. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. You're getting paid millions, and you're like, man, I could be making more. <laughs> Uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, we could all make more. Oh, boy. But uh, another baseball fact, since it's Bobby Bonilla Day, <laughs> the first ever Major League Baseball regular season game that played in London actually outscored the first ever NFL game played in London. Oh. 
Ooh, they scored okay. like 30 runs in that game. Yeah. And they went they beat the over under in the first inning. Yeah. That's and, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um I like baseball. I like football obviously. <laughs> but I, if I had to pick a sport, man, it would be tough because I really do like both. That them are the two my two top. Everything else kind of falls down after that. So oh, of course. I think it's a pretty cool thing to look at yep now just think if you were a london sports fan yeah. you didn't know a lot about sports mm-hmm. and you go to the football games which the jaguars are a part of yeah they and do most for of whatever them. reason they do awesome over there so you're <laughs> thinking blake bortles is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever and you go to a baseball game and they score 30 runs you're like is this how it is every day in baseball is amazing <laughs> this is just ridiculous <laughs> But, no, that's uh, probably not going to happen too often right. over there. Uh, we've got a couple last bits of news before we get into our sleepers. Uh, Peyton Barber apparently is rumored to likely be more involved than Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, the way Ronald Jones played last year, why wouldn't he be more yeah. involved? I think it's, it's a, the problem is, is you got two guys that are unproven, and they just don't have a whole lot of – stuff going for him but one of them's got to step up and take the role so it's i i thought it was barbara before it was going to be jones anyway so it's really not much news i i have taken peyton barber as just like a throw in in a couple of leagues i did a uh a dispersal draft in which four teams put all their players in a pool and we picked from them mm-hmm. and Peyton Barber just kept lasting and lasting and lasting yeah. and i was like i in can't a, wait anymore in a sense I don't know if you really say sleeper, but it almost fits into this episode because he's he's just not being noticed. It's no. like people don't want it. They just say, eh, I'm not feeling it. And I understand it because I'm feeling that way too. Right. But <laughs> it's almost like may take a chance and you might have something. There. Yeah. I mean, you can get Peyton Barber or Ronald Jones for practically nothing, no matter <laughs> yep, where exactly. you're going. Yeah. So I took a chance on Peyton Barber in a couple of leagues. I haven't done that with Ronald Jones, but he's still a younger player, so people are more likely right. to grab yeah. him up somewhere. Yeah, especially in dynasty leagues and everything. So. Yep. Uh, and our last bit of news, uh, there's some bickering between another ex-Packer <laughs> and the Packers. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb, yep. he said uh, the Packers are like the ex-girlfriend that broke up with you. And he wasn't really saying it in a totally negative way, but yeah. kind of like, a, well, they just stopped talking to me, and I guess that's <laughs> the end of that, because he did not get an offer from them no. in free agency at yeah. all. So. He's a little sensitive when it comes to Green Bay Packers. I'm assuming, I know that the Cowboys play the Packers usually once a year. Is that going to happen this year? Do we know? I don't think they're playing the Packers, but they are playing the Bears, which Randall Cobb usually, if he's still healthy, the time they play the Bears, usually goes off against them. Okay, well, I, I think there's possibilities of Randall Cobb being successful this year. There is. So... Let's go right into our first uh, sleeper right, in the NFC East is Randall Cobb. <laughs> Look at that. And for kind of the same reasons we've already stated, mm-hmm. he, when he's healthy, yeah. he is a great player. But he hasn't been healthy for a full season ever, yeah. I don't think. Uh, there's a couple years that I feel like he was pretty amazing when he was with uh, Aaron Rodgers, but it's, it's a tough – I don't know if he's been hurt 
yeah, missed a game here, missed a game there. But he definitely had some very high fantasy years with him. Um, but as far as he as far as he's going, I, Amari Cooper's not going to get two thousand yards. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure there's going to be some other wide receivers that catch some balls on the Cowboys. Uh, I like Cobb in the slot. I like Cobb uh, pretty much everywhere as long as he's healthy. Like we said, uh, he won't be the Cobb that we remember with Aaron Rodgers. No. Um, but the Packers, when he was, we kind of predicted it last year where he, we said Aaron Rodgers or, or Randall Cobb was going to kind of fall down a little bit. So we kind of knew that was coming. But for the Cowboys, I feel it's a, a little bit of a different story with Cobb. And the reason that is because he can still contribute to a team as long as he's not one of the main guys on that team. And he's not the main guy here. He's not one of the main guys. He's going to have a better season. I have a little bit of a prediction Ooh. that I'm going to try and look at right here. Um, and that is, it's. I don't think it's much of a stretch either. I, because Cobb on the Packers, there was they were trying to integrate a lot of the younger guys, and we kind of knew that he wasn't going to do much. He's going to have more than 38 receptions. He's going to have more than 338 yards, and he's going to have more than two touchdowns. That was his numbers from last year. Yes. I'm thinking somewhere around 60-ish receptions. I know that might be stretching it a little bit, but it's about 600-ish yards, and I'm thinking four touchdowns is in all the realm of possibilities. I kind of like where Randall Cobb is. He landed in a pretty good spot, in my yes. opinion. He landed in a great spot yeah. because Michael Gallup, couldn't just take that role over the last two weeks of right. last year. Michael Gallup did get some looks. Uh, I'm looking here. He had, well, three catches and a touchdown in week 16. And in week 17, he had three catches. Uh, yeah, he, he just had a bunch of yards and some catches. So he, he was there. But again, yeah. who is going to be catching the ball besides Amari Cooper? Because... Mari Cooper is not going to get 2,000 yards. Exactly. <laughs> In fact, uh, my fantasy league where I'm looking at the stats right now, they only have him projected for 1,076 right. yards. Yep. So if you think Dak Prescott can get anywhere close to 3,500 yards passing, which is probably about where he's at if Zeke right. still yep. does what he's going to do, yeah. and, and Michael Gallup doesn't show up, Randall Cobb, if he stays healthy... <laughs> Can easily get fifty plus catches for six hundred, seven hundred yards. Yeah, and I, I could see him getting five or six touchdowns. Like, yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, that's that's basically why I, we both think that he's a pretty good sleeper candidate because there's really nobody thinking about Randall Cobb right now. Nope, nobody thinking about Randall Cobb and. The next person, I yeah. swear, is going under the radar. Yeah, Again, he is. This is the Homer in me. Yeah, a, a, a little, but it's not. This at the same time is the piece that Carson Wentz needed. I agree. Deshaun I Jackson yeah. is going very late in drafts. Yeah, and if you're going to play best ball, grab him anywhere Agreed. after like the tenth round. Yes. He's not going before that. No. And Deshaun Jackson is going to have some major weeks if he stays healthy yeah. which he has he has not had much of an injury past and deshaun jackson he can still do it <laughs> yeah I, 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 for a deep threat type of receiver he's still been very consistent i i've said this in the one of the first shuffling the decks that i did and he was he, he's very consistent when it comes to deep balls he's still getting lots of fantasy points almost every week mm -hmm. it's not something that you're sitting here thinking 
All right, well, I got this guy. Am I going to get nothing or am I going to get a lot? It's usually fairly consistent. So there's a lot of guys on the Philadelphia Eagles, but I actually think he's kind of a treat in a way because I think he's going to be better than Arcega Whiteside. No offense to him. He's still a rookie. We still got to find out what's going to happen yeah, with course. him. Um, and of all, out, of all of, <laughs> out of all the sleepers on this list that we're going to be talking about, he could very well have the biggest season. And that's saying something because he's going so late. Like you said, 10th round is – that is crazy there's, for somebody that you could get something. one good. person towards the end of yeah. this list that I believe could have a bigger season as a wide receiver. Okay, we might be thinking the same person. I have to remember who it was. I got to scroll down my list, yeah, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So, yeah, like I'm just saying, just Deshaun Jackson, he's also being gotten for peanuts right now. Mm-hmm. And he, he could easily get 50 catches. Yes. But that could almost easily be 1,000 yards that as well. That could be crazy amount of yardage because and of how, how he is. I'm looking at my fantasy league's projections for this year. They have sure. him for 51, 772 yards. Sure. Okay. Yep. That's very agree, but only two touchdowns. I don't. I'm agree thinking with that. if he's getting that big yeah. long ball, he's going to have way more than two touchdowns. I, I think he's probably going to get more than two touchdowns. I mean, I, I mean, you never know. But if he's getting the big bombs, he's going to get the touchdowns. That's the thing with him. If he's getting bombs, he's going to be sprinting out and he's going to be really burning all these other guys. And that's the type of player he is. And I don't think we have to say much more about nope. him because that's just how it is with him. Well, Let's move on yep. to the mess of a team in that division because mm. nobody knows anything besides <sighs> Saquon Barkley. Nobody's yep. not our sleeper. <laughs> this one is a name that has burnt a lot of people. Yes. Um, he hasn't really panned out as a yeah. wide receiver yet. But there, uh, this Corey Coleman, um, when, you, when it comes to wide receivers on this team and the Giants, it's like, okay, well, these guys have done it before, but they are also still kind of question marks in a, to a certain extent. Um, there's really the amount of hype that Coleman has had when he was on the Browns is a little bit more than what he is going to have now. But oh, it, seemed, it seemed like we're expecting him. We were always expecting him to take that next step that he never took. Now his second year with the Giants, he's he only played eight games last year. So let's see if he can get in more, a little more under his belt. Uh, Golden Tate isn't Odell Beckham Jr. Like we said yep. plenty of times. Uh, and Shepard, he's had a couple injury issues here and there. Even if both of them are healthy, I could see a way for Coleman to finally break out of this shell and become something that we maybe not expecting he was going to be, but something closer to that um i'm not saying you draft him as that i'm saying you draft him and you expect him to be a flex starter yes, type of person at most right now. right and yeah. if he gives you anything else it's a bonus yep i mean the giants are not going to be that great of a team right yeah they've got daniel jones on the heels of eli manning <laughs> yes who knows what they're going to do at quarterback yeah. this year they could just sit daniel jones all year and have eli do whatever Eli does for an entire season. <laughs> yeah. If they're in the hunt, that means their defense is playing spectacular. Right. I don't yeah. see that happening. Mm-hmm. They traded out Landon Collins for Jabril Peppers. I talked about it in one of my ride episodes. It's almost the same player. Yeah, agreed. And they traded away Odell Beckham Jr. to get that guy. Yeah. So they've lost on offense, almost stayed the same on defense, 
they're not going to be right. that great on defense, which means they're going to have to throw the ball. Of course. Now, who's catching these balls? We talked about Golden Tate. Right. You talked about Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. We've talked about Evan Ingram in the past, mm-hmm. and obviously they're still Sterling Shepard, yeah. who has nagging injuries from time to time. Yep. Which Agreed. means Corey Coleman may get on the field a little more often. We'll see. I mean, I really do believe that he's got a chance to do something this year. It's it's Corey Coleman. So it, I know, we've we've I know. been we've been down this road, but nobody's really going down this road again. So he's so far under the radar that if you take a chance on somebody like this, he could be a, a really big sleeper for you. Now, I guess it depends on how much you think Eli Manning is going to pass for. Uh, yeah, and it depends on whether or not we think Eli Manning is the best quarterback for this team. If also it's true. Daniel Jones, it could be a little bit different, and it could be even better, depending on how he connects, because he might be practicing with him more often. Like we said last week about exactly. some sleepers. Yes. yes. Perfect. So, yes, Corey Coleman could be training with Daniel Jones. Exactly. So when that day comes, yep. if it comes this year, that might be that hot pickup. Yep. So stash a guy like Corey Coleman. If you're in a dynasty league and you have room, a guy like him could be whenever Eli finally hangs it up. <laughs> yeah. He could be a guy that Daniel Jones has played with and gotten confidence with. Agree. All right. We talked about this guy a little bit last week because yep. I compared somebody to him. Mm-hmm. And this team is also another one where we don't know yeah. <laughs> what is going to happen. Yeah. And we're talking, of course, we are now on to the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. And they have a weird situation at almost every position. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A rookie quarterback mm-hmm. and a bunch of nothing behind yeah. him and they're still <laughs> talking like oh well i'm not even going to go there <laughs> their wide receivers are yeah very lackluster they've got yeah, nothing special yep and their running there, backs yeah. adrian peterson is still there mm-hmm. darius geis is still there and we still have a guy that can catch 75 balls <laughs> in a year if he stays healthy all year yes in chris thompson yes so, go ahead. Uh, I guess the biggest questions are AP, guys, maybe. If not, Thompson has enough experience to take some of that workload out of whoever it is that's going to be on the field. Uh, the biggest thing standing in his way is Adrian Peterson and guys. But we've seen Adrian Peterson become worse throughout the season. True. In the past, Um not so much last year. He was pretty decent last year as far as staying somewhat consistent, but he did kind of fall off a little bit. Uh, but everybody's kind of remembering two years ago or, or this last year and saying, oh, he's still going to be fine. And then two years ago, yes. um, we can say that, no, that's not going to happen. It's not a guarantee that he's going to be fine this entire season. And I think another biggest uh, – it stinks because you got two guys in front of him that – I definitely like Geis more than Adrian Peterson, at least yes. when it comes to Dynasty. There's no doubt about it in my mind. But what will Geis do for the Redskins? Will they, will they ease him in and baby him? Uh, I don't know. But that's also a possibility. So that's why Thompson, to me, is a good sleeper pick because they've got question marks with Adrian Peterson. you got question marks with Geis and Thompson can catch balls out of the backfield better than Adrian Peterson can, and we oh, know yes. that. He is no doubt their third down back, their pass catching back. Yes. 
And like we talked about, the guy I compared him to last week, Jalen Richard. Yeah, agreed. The same yeah. way I talked about the Redskins, I'm going to talk, or I talked about the Raiders, I'm going to say that about the Redskins. Mm-hmm. They're not a very good team. They're right. going to be playing from behind. Yep. I know that's not something you should count on in <laughs> fantasy football. But well, we're you, talking about sleepers. We're not talking about something right. you can count on. Of course. Yeah. But that's what I'm talking about with Chris Thompson is he's going to be on the field a lot. Yeah. Yep. Just because that team is not going to be very good. Yep. I don't I, know what else to say. There's really not much else to say <laughs> about it, so we can move on. All right. Well, let's let's move on to, oh, I don't know. What other division do we want to do? <laughs> Let, let's move on to, oh, the NFC South. Why don't we go there? Uh, all right. <laughs> um, and <laughs> let's start off with a name in that division that we have not talked very good about. Yeah. And we're going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Sure. And one Chris Hogan. Yeah. Um yeah, I've dis I disliked Hogan on the on the uh Patriots, but in Carolina it seems different. Uh on the Patriots he's always had the hype, like I said with the other guys. He's he's always had that okay, he's gonna have a great year and then he never did. Um a lot of that's because of Tom Brady, but that, that goes with the, the territory, I suppose. Uh that's not the case. I don't think with the Panthers. I think he's he's hyped uh, to a certain extent, but not really. He's not going to be the number one or the number two. Well, in years past with the Patriots, they were always saying he could be the number two receiver. You never know what's going to happen with him. At least according to the depth chart, he's not the number one or number two right now. Right. And I think it's a little different to me. I think DJ Moore, to me, is 100% the number one receiver this year. I think he's got a lot of opportunity. Um, but who's going to take that number two role? Uh, by the end of the season, it could be Chris Hogan. I think he has the possibility to beat out all the other guys, and he has enough experience that he can definitely get it done. And I'm pulling for him because <laughs> he didn't really have the best of luck in Patriot land. So that's why I think he's a good sleeper, and I know you probably have something else you can say about it too. Yeah, it's just the fact that – Curtis Samuel hasn't panned out. Yeah, that's yep. And DJ Moore is still a young guy. I think he's, yeah. I mean, he only had 55 catches and two touchdowns last year. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton is messing with his throwing motion. Maybe that's going (laughs) to be better for a guy who catches things underneath. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. But besides DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and, and obviously aging Greg Olson. Yeah. There's not much else there. I mean, Torrey Smith is there. He didn't do anything no, last yeah, yeah. year. And what else do we have? I mean, Aldrick Robinson and your guy, yeah. Jarius Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going in a different direction, <laughs> going Christian McCaffrey, but we're going with Jarius different, Wright. Right. Yes, Jarius that's an Wright. inside joke between yeah. Tom and I. A few <laughs> years ago, he had some week that he thought Jarius Wright was going to be a savior of fantasy football. And I don't uh, think it panned out so well. But, I, yes, yeah. obviously Christian McCaffrey is going to be catching right. most balls in Carolina. Mm-hmm. So Chris Hogan right now, if you look at it in that respect, is probably right around the number four receiver. But Curtis Samuel yeah. is what? Yeah, I exactly the point. That's why I was thinking Chris Hogan has a chance to become that number two role um, this year. But we have to find out because this is just somebody you can take – 
in Flyer. And he, it's still kind of a big-ish name just because of where he was. Yes. Um, so he, I'm assuming he's going very late. And oh, nothing nothing you need to worry about. So. Oh, just a guy that you can stash if you don't have any faith in DJ Moore <laughs> and you don't have any faith in Curtis Samuel, then yeah, why mm-hmm. not? He yep. is worth a late, late stash. Okay, let's move to the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Another wide receiver that showed some flashes once in a while last year. I ended up picking him up in the flag league and then was never really able to play him. Yeah. And that's Keith Kirkwood. Yeah. I know he's not a flashy name. He only had 13 catches last year. But there's not a lot. There's, yeah. In New Orleans, besides Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara catching the ball. Yep. Jared Cook. I am not going there with Jared Cook. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Um, There's another guy out there that a lot of people can be like, well, what about Ted Ginn Jr.? Well, let's face it. Uh, (laughs) He's getting older. Yeah, he's still fast. But speed isn't everything. Um, Ginn had 17 receptions last year. That was because he was hurt. Yes. But he's in order for him to have a successful season, he's got to, one, stay healthy. And two, he's got to do more than just run down the field and, and try to be a bomb threat. Um, so if you're looking at it like that, there's not a lot of other, other guys out there that can catch the ball besides Michael Thomas and Cook to a certain extent. And again, when he's doing what he's doing. Um, but I think he's getting older, and I think they might want to move on a little bit. And why wouldn't the Saints want to explore the other options that they have right now? Because they don't have anything else. Somebody's got to take that step up. I think Ginn will still have somewhere around 40-ish receptions or so. I don't really know how much it's going to be. But I think Kirkwood has a good chance to overtake it a little bit this year. And honestly, I think a lot of the wide receivers on the Saints have a shot to do oh, something this year. Because it, some, somebody's got to capitalize. And I think it could be Kirkwood. It could be. A yeah. uh, guy last year a lot of people thought at one point was Traquan Smith. And I'm looking at his numbers, and I didn't realize he yeah. had as many fantasy points as he did. Yeah, sure. But all of those points came in two games yes. almost. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's why. Because mm-hmm. we heard his name like, oh, if you had <laughs> Traquan Smith in DFS, you probably you know ended up making some money two weeks last year. He had a 34-point game and a 41-point game last right. year. Yep, that's, that's huge. 75 points, and he had 128 total. Yep. So big boomer bust there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. There's there's really just, it's wide open in New Orleans. So yeah, again, absolutely. like we said last week, Drew Brees is an elite quarterback, yep. and you want to stash somebody yep. and hope for the best, this is a team you can do it on. Yep. It doesn't have to be Keith Kirkwood. No. It could be Traquan Smith. It could be... Cameron Meredith, maybe. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> they also have one, Richard Matthews. Yeah, that's an interesting one as well. That's a um, very interesting yeah. one. It, like, it, it could be any of these guys. It really could. Yeah. There's no question about it that you could see one of these guys become one of the favorite-ish targets for Drew Brees. It's, let's face it, it's not going to be them. It's going to be Michael Thomas. It's going to be Kamara. Um, I'd be surprised if anybody got more – uh, targets than what we would be expecting. Uh, but somebody's got to step up and take that number two, number three-ish role on, as far as wide receivers go. Yep. And let's move on to the Atlanta Falcons. All right. And this this is one that is for those leagues uh, that do punt and kick return yards yep. for the of most course. part. Yep. But there's a guy in front of him who just – 
seems to get hurt. <laughs> and that guy is Devonta Freeman. Yes. We love him. We have him. Yeah. In no, no, the no doubt. Dynasty Savages League yep. that we do together. I got him in the dispersal draft that I did. Now, we have Ido Smith backing him up Yes, in the Dynasty Savages League. Right. That's who everybody thinks is going to be the backup there. They mm-hmm. also have that Kadri Allison, who's a rookie this year. Don't know a lot about him. I think yeah. he was undrafted. The guy I'm talking about is Kenyon Barner. Yep. He seems to find his way into games, and it's a few games here and there, and it's return yards, but... Yeah. When there is a guy that possibly could get hurt, he will have somewhat he, of a share. He wasn't terrible when he was in Philadelphia. No, he so, wasn't. So, I mean, he actually had, when he gets his opportunity to showcase his talent to the fullest extent, he can actually do pretty good. Uh, in 2015 and 2016, when he was on the field, he was actually pretty productive. So I'm willing to take a shot on somebody like this, uh, especially when, <laughs> like you said, we're not anywhere close to 100% on whether or not uh, Freeman's going to be healthy or not. Coleman's gone, so we don't have to worry about that. With somebody coming in, being the third guy in the depth chart, yes, it's somewhat of a concern, but this is a sleeper. This isn't something that we're thinking he's going to get the bulk of the carries this year. No, it's not going to happen. But there's a chance that he could get a pretty decent workload if Freeman, one, goes down, or if Edel Smith even goes down. There's still a good chance for him to have – Imagine if they both went down. My gosh. <laughs> that would be insane. And it's kind of weird. It's like there isn't a designated third down back yeah, in Atlanta. Yeah. I don't think Kenyon Barner will be. Devontae yeah. Freeman can catch. Uh, my fantasy actually has them both projected for right around 40 catches between mm-hmm. Freeman and Ito. So I don't know if they're going to split like Tevin Coleman did uh, with Devontae or if it's going to be more of a mixture out there. I don't know, but Kenyon Barner is a veteran. Yeah. So he should be able to pick up the offense, yep. and he should be able to pass block. Yeah, there's no, and yeah. that might be a reason he gets on the field. Any way you get on the field, obviously we already talked about kick returning and punt returning and whatnot, but he's going to have his opportunities. So Yes, he is. All right, one team left in the NFC South, yeah. and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We talked about Peyton Barber earlier. That is one that you yeah. could kind of talk about as a sleeper if you really have no faith in Ronald exactly. Jones, yep. like we don't. <laughs> but they lost Deshaun Jackson. They lost yes. Humphreys. Everybody thinks Chris Godwin's going to be the next savior at wide receiver. But we'll see. I'm not counting him his production out, right. but... Who are we talking about here as far as the sleeper goes? We are talking about a tight end. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about O.G. Howard because Mm -mm. everybody's got O.G. Howard somewhere right around their top five tight ends. Yes, yep. But they keep forgetting about a guy who seems to be very consistent. Yes. If you look at his stats, Cameron Brait in the last three years has had eight, six, and six touchdowns. Yes, and anywhere between 30 and 57 catches. Mm-hmm. And if he stays healthy, he's kind of that fourth, third option. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to throw a question out there okay. for you. Um, who had more fantasy years, or fantasy years, who had more fantasy points last year? Um, if you just count on receptions and touchdowns, Brait or O.J. Howard? 
Ooh, that is a good question. I'm guessing it's a trick question. <laughs> and because of the touchdowns, it probably edges out to Cameron Brait. It slightly. does, just slightly. So Cameron Brait, already, we already know he's got more fantasy production if you just do the receptions and touchdowns. Now, if you add the yards into it, Howard has more yards. By a so, lot. <laughs> yes. Well, it's I think it was 250-ish to 500-ish. Yeah. So it's a double-ish well, about yeah. so. But if you add in the yards, he's only Howard has 115 points in fantasy, but Brayt really wasn't that far behind with 95 points. Right. So it's only a 20-point difference between Cameron Brayt and O.J. Howard. Now, you're not going to be drafting Cameron Brayt that pretty much at all. Nobody's really no. drafting Cameron Bray, but you're drafting O.J. Howard in the fifth round in many drafts. That's a problem. It is. I mean, it's not a problem to have him <laughs> in the fifth round, but the problem is you you have these two guys so close, and I know that O.J. Howard had his injury problems, but that's part of the reason Cameron Bray is a good a good guy to have. We'd already talked about Mike Evans and Chris Crowden be the only right. people on that team. Cameron Bray has done it, and you know that – Winston can trust him. Yes, he That's, has trusted him for yes. an entire season before. Yes. In 2016, he had 57 catches for 660 yards and eight touchdowns. That is a top 10 tight end. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but nobody's even close to that with him. And I don't blame them. I mean, I'm not going to be sitting here telling you to draft Cam- Cameron Brait, but if you wanted to, you could do it late if you're not super happy with the tight ends that you got in your draft. Yeah, if you wanted to draft Cameron Brait, and Jack Doyle as your two tight ends. <laughs> there you go. In rounds, what, wow. 15 and 16? There you go, yeah. One that's... of those guys could be major because yeah. all it takes is an Eric Ebron nagging injury mm-hmm. or an O.J. Howard injury, and these guys are the number one tight end. Yep. Obviously, one has Andrew Luck and one has Jameis Winston. A little but different. Jameis Winston <laughs> can be a good fantasy quarterback. Yes, I agree he, with that. He may not be the best NFL quarterback. Agreed, yeah. He throws a lot of interceptions, but he throws a lot. <laughs> and if you don't have any faith in Peyton Howard or Ronald Jones. That's exactly the point. Or yep. the Tampa Bay defense. Yep. Here we go. Uh, I mean, Jameis Winston... Last year, even without playing, what, the first four games because of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Right, exactly. And then, like, yep. he came in and then he went out and came back in. I don't remember yeah, how they, it all yeah. went. I mean, he still had 3,000 yards and 19 touchdowns in, like, 11 or 12 games. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. So yeah. he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. I mean, they have him projected for over 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. Besides Mike yeah. Evans, it could be anybody else be the number yep. two option on that team. Agreed. All right, well, we have done two divisions. Mm -hmm. We've got two left. (laughs) Let's go to the NFC North. Sure. And one guy that has just absolutely fallen (laughs) off the map. Is it insane to talk talk about him as a sleeper? You have to almost now. You have to, but it feels feels wrong because how do you consider him a sleeper? All because they drafted a running back. Yeah, it's crazy. But Mike Evans, or sorry, Mike Davis, <laughs> let's get on the right page. Mike Davis is our sleeper for the Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah, that question, is it insane to talk to him as a sleeper? No, because there's been so much talk about Montgomery and Cohen yes. on that matter that somehow Davis gets lost in the shuffle. I 
I don't understand it. I, I think Davis still has a very good chance of still being the number one running back on that team. He's it's technically still the number one running back according to the depth chart. Right. That's why it's <laughs> weird that we're talking about him as a sleeper. Yes. But if you don't think that the Bears have faith in Davis, then and you're writing Davis off because Montgomery is there, then you don't know Matt Nagy very well. No. Davis had a really had really good games last year with the Seahawks, good enough to where I picked him up yes, and used him, and he did me really good, good job. He did, did me really well. Just because the Bears got a running back, a rookie running back, who I think has loads of talent. He was my favorite running back in the draft. I said that in a, a, a long, well, quite a few episodes yes. ago <laughs> now, but it doesn't mean they're going to completely abandon Mike Davis. And if – Montgomery has issues in pass protection. He's not going to be I, out there. Agreed. Yes. Mike Davis, we know, is as a veteran. He's been in the league for four years now. Last year, 500 yards rushing, four touchdowns, 34 catches. Mm-hmm. We know Matt Nagy loves throwing to his running backs, and yes. that's why Jordan Howard yes. isn't there anymore. And yes. that's why he joined the Eagles, because we needed a guy just to <laughs> run up the middle and get yes. us some yards. Yes. Mike Davis can catch the ball. Mike Davis was man crush <laughs> for me two months ago before the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. I thought this is a perfect fit for him. Then they went and drafted David Montgomery. Yes. And here we are. Yep. And I have to talk about him as a sleeper instead of something else. And it just, it, it feels weird. It feels weird. It really, it really, really does. But I mean, I guess that's the cards you have to play. It is. It is. So I guess. What do you tell somebody that has drafted David Montgomery or Tariq Cohen? Now, okay. obviously, Tariq Cohen is kind of his own essence yeah, on the Bears. He's like a running back, but he's also a receiver. He's he's pretty much everything when it comes to it. It's, I, I don't want to go too much into him because I still really like him this course, year. I, yes. He's got return yard ability as well. But um, what do I tell somebody who has one of them guys – get Mike Davis what why else wh- why wouldn't you yeah. because if Montgomery isn't the guy it's going to be Mike Davis exactly if so. Cohen is hurt and he's not catching balls Mike Davis can do that too yes he's not the greatest at it but he's not terrible so uh, if you have to rely on Mike Davis it yes. might be an issue yes but if you have a spot on your bench for Mike Davis just to chill that's the point. You're waiting for something to happen, or he takes David Montgomery and sits him on the bench and says, I got this. You're not ready yet. <laughs> right. He could have a great year. Yeah. As far as a dynasty league goes, Mike Davis <sighs> might not yeah. be in for a long run in Chicago. Yeah. But if he proves anything at all, like he had a decent year in Seattle last year, mm-hmm. somebody else is going to give him a chance. And then yep. next year, maybe he'll get that shot and somebody won't draft a running back behind him. I don't know. We'll see. I have a lot of faith in Mike Davis. So I do too. Yep. We'll see what happens. Yep. Let's move on to the Detroit Lions. And yeah. it, it almost pains me yeah. to talk about the Detroit Lions at all. But... Somebody had a really bad year last year yeah. when it comes to fantasy football. 18th most 
points. And, and this guy it, was a top 10 at his position. Yes. And you could draft him as like the 12th, 13th quarterback sometimes over the past like eight years. He's been a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> yes. So one down year, yes. give me a break. Yes. Give me some Matt Stafford if you're not going to draft a top quarterback. Let's, let's, yeah, exactly. So exactly the point he I said he was the 18th most points as far as quarterbacks that's terrible. that's terrible that's just absolutely horrible but 2017 he was the sixth most point you are almost in the top five yeah with Matthew Stafford so are you really willing to write somebody off for one down year but th- there are so many people out there doing it I just saw somebody saying most overrated quarterback in the game <laughs> oh. I was just like I understand what you're saying to a certain extent but you gotta be kidding me that's the kind of hatred he's had toward him throughout. The, I could almost make an argument that he is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league right now. Yeah, right now. I'm not quite there with you. One of the most. <laughs> I would let you argue the fact. I don't sure. know if I would let you win the argument. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm going to win it. But uh, are the Lions going to be better? They should be. They should be better. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll find out. But if you sleep on Matt. You Stafford, you might be sleeping on a top ten quarterback. So that's the problem I have with with writing off somebody with one year, one bad year does not mean you overlook him. And I have one more thing on here. I got to last the last so many years. I got I don't have it on here. But since 2010, he has no less than 4,000 yards, except for this except this for year. last year. Yep. Yes, that was that's it. The, yeah. So 4,000 yards. Now, obviously, somebody's got to catch those 4,000 yards. Of course. And that's where probably people are going, I don't know if he has the right guys in this system right now to be able to do it this year. Yeah. There's a lot of people high on Kenny Galladay. I like I like Galladay. Understandable. Yeah. Kenny Galladay, if he does what he did last year, that's over 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Okay. We've got Marvin Jones coming back off injury. I could almost see him as a sleeper candidate. Yeah, I agree for this with that. Year. I've never really liked Marvin jo- Jones too much, yes. but it is what it is. He's still going to have his opportunity. He's is, if he stays healthy. He's had also had some issues with health as well. And so. you have Danny Amendola. <laughs> if he stays healthy, he's a fifty catch, five to six hundred yard guy. I agree. Okay, what are we talking right now? Twenty six hundred yards between the three of those guys. Mm-hmm. You've also got. Jermaine Curse sitting there. If he is their fourth wide receiver, that's not a terrible fourth wide receiver. Uh, yeah, I mean, another three hundred yards. For how long was he the third wide receiver on the Jets, or even the second wide receiver for a couple yeah. of years there? Yep. So and yeah. Then who do we have? We have a brand new toy in T.J. Hawkinson, mm. who mm. I have that's said the key. he could be a decent player right away this year. I agree. Who who was the last uh, real big? tied in in Detroit. <laughs> well, Eric Ebron never got there. Yeah. And was it Brandon Pettigrew? Was that Pe- the last Pettig- one? Decent Pettigrew. one? It was, yeah. Man, I forgot about Pettigrew. But yeah, the, the point is there that there's not always been that consistent uh, tight end play there. So I think Hawkinson, to me, he's he's the key. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that I think he's going to be really good this year. And you know that Matthew Stafford is going to be looking his way quite a bit. Yes, you are. Now we've got two more teams left here. 
let's let's dive in on um how do i say this every other person that can catch the ball <laughs> besides Devonte adams <laughs> on the green bay packers we have to mention yeah all of these guys yeah go for it last week i told you who i had in the latest auction draft that i did right i grabbed geronimo allison and uh who was the other guy that I... Equinamius? Equinamius yep. Brown, yes. So I grabbed those two guys. Either one of those could have a good year. Yeah. They get their rapport with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people think it's going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Very possible. They drafted a guy. The highest one, I believe, that they drafted last year was Jamon Moore, and he did nothing. Nothing, yeah. Absolutely nothing. But he's still there. He's still there. And, of course, we have the darling... <laughs> Of the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, at least in this area. Hoping yeah. to be the next Jordy Nelson. <laughs> Jake Kumaro. Right, yep. Five guys. Any one of them. What did we say last week? Pick an elite quarterback yep. and stash one of their wide you gotta, receivers. you got to get one or as many as you can. Yeah. <laughs> got to catch them all. Okay, I'm not going to. No. But not, not a lot to say, really. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, everyone... Every one of the wide receivers have a chance. So, like you said, one of these guys is probably going to be pretty fantasy relevant. you got to pick the right one. How do you do that? I don't know. But you pick one, <laughs> and you go with it. Or you pick two, and you stash him. Or you pick three, and you really stash yes. it. <laughs> uh, if you have enough room and you are able to get Scantling, Allison, Equinamius, Right. If you can get all three of those guys and you have room for whatever reason, you're going to probably have a fantasy-relevant guy. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to have to take the chance and take three guys from the same team? It depends what kind of league you're in. <laughs> if you have a taxi squad and if there's a possibility it doesn't have to be rookies, some kind of way you can stash them, yes, 100%. Uh, other than that, no. You, most leagues, you're probably not going to be wanting to stash uh, three guys from the same team. But it's a possibility if you if you really like your wide receivers yeah. and you're thinking one of these guys is going to click. I got to have one of them or all three of them. Whatever. Do what you got to do. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take one. Well. And, in the Dynasty Savages League, we do have two in that one as well. All right, well. there we go. We have Equinamius St. Brown that yes. we drafted late last year, and I picked up Jake Kumaro. Hey, why just not? Just to stash in if there. If you're stashing them, you're stashing them. We it's have, with, there's there's quite a few sleeper guys already on our team in that one, so hopefully we don't have to rely on <laughs> exactly. all of them. But, I mean, we've got Jakeem Grant sitting there. We've got... Uh, Seth Roberts is sitting there. Mm-hmm. We've got, well, obviously uh, Equinamius and those right. guys, and just some just some guys. And uh, the backup to a sleeper last week, we talked about Andy Dalton. Well, we took the rookie quarterback <laughs> just in case Andy Dalton just goes, of course, completely crap, and I, they decide they're going to do something else. I could see that happening. There's no doubt. Okay, one more team in the NFC North, and that is, of course, the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. And it's hard to pick a sleeper on this team because most of their guys kind of have proven themselves. Yeah, yep. But there is a guy who's proven himself, but there was so much talks of him being traded there was. that it almost put him off the map in a certain extent. Like, 
and it would have put him completely on the map if he did get traded to the New England Patriots. We're talking about Kyle Rudolph. If you were trying to think, oh, man, I'm going to wait for him to go to the Patriots. I'm going to grab him up. He's going to be a star over there. Of course he would have been, or at least air quotes would have been. Uh, he would have been a top 10 candidate. People would have been drafting him like that. But the thing is, is right or wrong, if, you were, if, if that was the case and he got to the Patriots and everybody was going crazy over it, right or wrong, that's how people would have treated it. But Rudolph has experience, and he's on the Vikings. He's not on the Patriots. And what can we say about Rudolph? Well, he can be really good. Cousins isn't the best quarterback in the world. Thielen and Diggs are going to take the spotlight off of Rudolph. No doubt about that. So let's take a chance on him because he's falling on the radar. It doesn't make any sense. He keeps falling in drafts. He had 64 receptions last year, which was his second most he's ever had. He had four touchdowns, which is, I guess, kind of low, considering that he had eight in 2017 and seven in 2016. Correct. But... He also had his second most amount of yardage that he's ever had uh, last year. So why is he falling in drafts? I don't know. Go grab him. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand if you're waiting so far and you have iffy tight ends. Why are you waiting on Kyle Rudolph? He's the guy you got to get. He is. Uh, Make him a sleeper right now. I. I it feels weird because I am looking. Mm-hmm. At that team that I drafted last week. Yes. And I told you it was a tight end premium, super flex. And we have talked about every single one of my five tight ends in the last two <laughs> to three weeks. We have talked about every single one of them. And right. I'm standing by it. Cameron Brait, Jack Doyle, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Croft, and now Kyler, Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph, yep. Kyle Rudolph in this tight end premium league, scored 220 points, mm-hmm. which was, you know, pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. I, I I don't know what else to say. And Irv Smith Jr. is not going to be a much of a presence, if anything, this year. Right, yeah. And, and they extended Kyle Rudolph, so they must believe in him. Of course they do. I mean, the thing is, is because of all of the trade uh, rumors and stuff, it just kind of made you feel like they didn't value him, but they do. He's a really good tight end. Yes, he is. All right, we got one last division to talk about, and that is the <laughs> NFC West. And we're going to start off with... I'm not... I, I, <laughs> we're going to start off with a player that a lot of people are rooting for. Sure. They're just... You have to root for him. Okay. And I ragged on him so bad. And we're talking about Kevin White. (laughs) Yes. I don't even know what I can say more about him, but he has just as much of a chance as anybody else on this Cardinals team to hit a stride with Kyler Murray. Yeah. Obviously, they've got a couple of <laughs> rookies in there. They've got a second-year player in Christian Kirk, and they have one of the greatest wide receivers of all time yeah. in Larry Fitzgerald, yep. somebody he can learn from Yeah, and he can be patient from. I want Kevin I, White <laughs> to do good so bad. I don't know how uh, much I can tell anybody that's listening <laughs> to I, go out and get Kevin White. Oh, man, I, I told you. Kevin White was all yours because yes, I was not going to do this because you've been one you've been 
all over them for the last what couple years just, now. Yeah, last year and this year. Yeah, and it's just kind of funny because he's done absolutely nothing except not get hurt last yeah, year. Okay, that <laughs> I agree. I agree with it. But man, oh man, I just all I can do is smile. Kevin White makes right. me smile. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to say too much about Kevin White. <laughs> sure. You know the Cardinals, they're going with their, their air raid attack, and somebody's going to catch a bunch of balls this year. Mm-hmm. Don't think Kevin White is going to do it. <laughs> but if he's it's, got any kind of an opportunity. There is opportunity there. There's no doubt about that. So Agreed. that's all we'll say. That was my <laughs> fun one for the week. Sure. And, yeah, don't take that one too seriously. <laughs> Now, let's move along to somebody who's not a sleeper. Yeah. But. He's a sleeper. He kind of <laughs> is a sleeper. I well, have this, just the tiniest bit of notes to write about him. There's nothing else you need to say besides that Todd Gurley is falling in drafts. How far is he falling? Not that far, but far enough to where if he is the number one running back in the league, you have a diamond, a piece of gold. It is as good as it can get. You just got somebody with the tenth pick, maybe overall. Yeah, that, he's falling that far sometimes. That, yeah, that's insane. He's gonna have huge value if he stays healthy. The problem is that arthritic knee and all of that. So yeah, we'll talk yeah. more about. Todd Gurley in the poll sports episode sure, that we will do. Yeah. There's been a lot of trade polls about Todd Gurley. <laughs> so we're going to break those down. Some of them yeah. are what you would expect, and some of them are like, what, really? <laughs> like, h- how badly do you think? I mean, is his career done according I, to this I, poll? The, the problem is we don't have all that information. So you still have to treat it as he's a top five back yeah. at, 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 to a certain extent. Now, if it becomes something less, you're struck out. You're struck out. But you don't want to be the guy that missed it and said, I could have done it. I could have had him with the, with the ninth pick. I could have had him, and he went with the tenth pick. But I missed it, and I went with somebody else who didn't get me nearly as many points as Todd Gurley did. You're going to kick yourself in the mouth if you do that. Now, here's the thing. Uh, last year, even with a couple of – off weeks and mm-hmm. injuries towards the end of the season. He still had 1,250 yards and 17 rushing touchdowns, along with yes. 59 catches oh, man. and four more touchdowns. Yes, obviously he was one of the best fantasy running backs that year, unless you had to play him when he well, was injured. Yep. Now, <laughs> this coming season, if he gets anywhere near that, mm-hmm. Even if he has 70 less touches or attempts, I should say. Okay, yeah. He had 256 attempts last year. If he only gets 180-ish attempts, but he still keeps up that almost five yards per carry mark. Okay. That's still right around 1,000 yards. Yeah. He's going to get the ball near the end zone. Of course he will. Yes, he he will. If he can get double-digit touchdowns, that's a lot of points. Mm -hmm. If he can still catch... 35 to 40 balls and another three to 400 yards. That's still a good amount of points. And if he catches a couple of touchdowns, he's still worth that late round, first round pick. I know it's not really a sleeper. (laughs) Yeah. But the value could still be there for Todd Gurley. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, it's all really have to say. I 
we've been keeping track of it. We were one of the first to actually bring it out that he had this problem, this arthritic knee. And here we are. We're talking about it. It seems like every week we're saying something. Yeah, something. Todd Gurley, here we go again. But we don't have all the information. So you have to treat it like he's still a top guy. But you can get him later. You don't have to go with the number one, number two, number three, number four. I can keep going. Uh, all them picks. You can wait till the eighth pick. You could probably get him right there. That's insane for what he could be. And I will say this. We'll probably go into it a little bit more next week or mm-hmm. the week after when we do our poll episode. Yeah. Um, the information was out there. There was a couple of news reports. There was a couple of uh, doctors talking about the arthritis in his knee. We knew that there was something there. Right. We still don't know how much is there. But our guy, Jonathan, at Pole Sports, mm-hmm. he's been messaging me about these polls and Todd Gurley's issues. Right. And ever since... I believe it was Ian Rappaport tweeted out something about this knee. It blew up. Yeah. I mean, it just went bananas. And that's when Todd Gurley's value has started to plummet. Mm-hmm. When somebody with a lot of followers on Twitter saw something and didn't do their own research, it just went insane. So I told you to trade him. A long time ago, yes, we you did. first heard this rumor yes, because he still had the value. Now, I'm starting to think it might be worth a shot to try and trade for him yeah. if the value is still there. Obviously, he's still got good value, Yeah, but you don't have to give up yeah. DeAndre Hopkins and mm-hmm. three first-round picks mm-hmm. to get him anymore, so it might be worth it. Very, very possible. I completely agree. We are on 100% the right, the same page here, no doubt. All right, two teams left. Let's move to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And um, can you tell me who the top fantasy point getter was in wide receivers in San Francisco last year? <laughs> I'm going to guess it's the guy we're going to be talking about. No. No? It is a guy named Kendrick Bourne. Oh, no. That is oh, how no. iffy the San Francisco wide receiver That's core is. That's not good. Marquise Goodwin, he only yeah. had 23 catches last year. Yeah. And the guy we want to talk about, he was also injured off and on and that's what you have to worry yeah. about when it comes to sleepers and he's not too much of a sleeper. Not really, but Dante Pettis. Yeah. He could be the number one guy in San Francisco. I, I honestly think he probably is. And you're not paying number one wide receiver you're definitely prices for not. him. Right. Um, other than Kittle, uh, I, I honestly think that he's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target. I don't ha- have any reason to think otherwise at this point. Uh, Garoppolo and Pettis have a really good chance to make a connection this year. Um you know, more than just a connection passing the ball, but just the connection as, you know, friends and whatnot and just get honed in on each other. Um, Pettis is, to me, the best receiver on the team. So when he's going in, like, the 8th, ninth, 10th round in most drafts, that's really valuable to me because I think he's the best wide receiver on the team. Yes. Um, so why wouldn't you take Pettis there and think, I just got a pretty good deal? Uh, he's got a sleeper written all over him to me. I, I – there's a ch- a chance to get wide receiver one numbers out of somebody in the ninth round. That's really good value. Um, 
I actually kind of think that Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit of a sleeper as well <laughs> this year. I he didn't really play, so it's yeah. we, we got to find <laughs> out what's going on. But he's the 18th overall quarterback being taken off the board right now, which to me is it's really low. And if he had a chance to take somebody that you think has a chance, has an opportunity to get good fantasy points out of a quarterback, there's a chance there with Jimmy Garoppolo as well. But I think the combination between Garoppolo and Pettis could be a really good, uh, a really good connection as far as in the future. Sure, definitely. All right, one team left. Sure, that is the Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. and uh, it's an interesting group of everything there right now i mean yeah. tyler lockett looks to be the number one guy there as a receiver yeah and they got dk metcalf doug baldwin mm-hmm. is done there's not a lot else there so we got to right. find somebody that might be able to catch some touchdowns when they do get down there mm-hmm. if chris carson and rashad penny aren't both running for a thousand wow. yards <laughs> and 10 touchdowns somebody's right. got to get them and maybe not just this one particular guy yeah true but let's just see what they have at tight end now we put down as our sleeper again he got injured after starting off so hot last year in the first <laughs> couple of weeks of the season yeah Will Disley. Yes. I bet you most people don't even remember Will Disley's name because most it was people don't. so long right. ago. Yep. Now, he is not like the most athletic person in the world. Agreed. But he had eight catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns in the like three weeks that he played. Yes. That's, that's a pretty good start. I don't know if he would have continued on that pace. Probably not. <laughs> but one of these guys at tight end seems like they should be able to catch some touchdowns. Yes. And the other guy I've seen here is Nick Bannett. Mm-hmm. He had three touchdowns last year. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think the, the problem we're seeing here is that the tight end position, it seems like it's up in the air. Right. And when you have that, you have to find the guy that you think has the best opportunity to get, what, touchdowns. And I think Disley has a better opportunity then, uh, uh, well, you just said it, but Nick I, Bannett. Bannett. Um, and, and I think that's where you have to. This year, like we've said all around, fantasy fuel. We're going crazy for tight ends this year. It's it's, it's this kind of a new thing for us. We've never really done a tight end like premium uh, yes. year where this is something that we are talking about constantly. But if you're if you're looking at it in this sense, that's kind of where he falls into. He is somebody that if you take a chance on him, you could get just plain gold. And this will this be great? Of course he's not going to be great. But do you think there's a possibility of some real success? Yes, I do. There could be. Uh, again, if you're going to punt the tight end position, we have given Agreed. you plenty of yep. tight ends in the last two episodes. And again, they will all be on fantasyfuelpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to look at our sleepers and refer to them and not have to re listen to our episode, I know I hate <laughs> listening to episodes over and over again for that information. Right. So that is why we, it's all on our website and go to our rankings page. Uh, again, maybe next week we'll do our mock draft. And the week sure, after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, after we do all our rankings and sleepers, then we'll do a mock draft and we'll see how we can get some of those guys involved in an actual draft. 
and then we'll talk about all the polls after that. Okay. That yeah. sounds like a good idea. Um, so, yeah, Will Disley or Nick Vanett, it's just kind of, I mean, yeah. they have Ed Dixon as well. Oh, boy. He's had a couple of good games here <laughs> and there every year. It seems like he has. He's scored every season. Yeah. He's been in the league. I mean, his second season, he had 54 catches and five touchdowns. He's able to do it. It's it's another one of the toss-up in the air things. Yeah. You just got to pick the guy you think's the best <laughs> at getting touchdowns, and I think I, I think it's going to be Disley. We, we just it's a sleeper, guys. It's a sleeper. It's a sleeper. Deep sleepers. Uh, now I was just looking at Ed Dixon's stats sure. last year. He had twelve catches, and three of them were for touchdowns. That's a pretty good <laughs> touchdown rate. Yeah, let's expect a... <laughs> that out of Ed Dixon or any of these <laughs> tight ends. But again, if you're punting and you're taking four tight ends right. just to see if you can fill you something out, might as well try it. Yeah, yeah, just go ahead and try it. All right, so that wraps up our sleepers. Last week was AFC. This week was NFC. So that brings us to the end of our episode. <laughs> And we have to give shout-outs all the way. We're, you know, we're on Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. Oh, yes. We are listening to you guys. Yep. Uh, FantasyFuelPodcast.com. Please go there and check out all of our stuff. Mm-hmm. We're on Spotify. We're on mm-hmm. iHeartRadio. So if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, you can listen to us without making those weird adjustments on your phone to try and make it play while it's not on your screen, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's weird. And, of course, thanks to PollSports.com. Again, in a couple weeks we'll be talking about all those cool polls. Uh, Again, Midwest Fantasy Football Expo. That's coming up in just a little over yeah. a month. It's it's coming, so we're going to have to get our butts in gear and get ready and make a great show for you guys, whoever's coming out. Yep. And uh, I'd like to talk about a couple of things. I'm on another podcast called The Average Joe Show. Mm-hmm. It's not for everybody. <laughs> I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you like weird, wacky news, disgusting, gross... <laughs> unbelievable stories we talk about some really weird ones and then (laughs) if you are into audio dramas which Mm -hmm. i love listening to these stories uh i am a character called isaac rio on the veiled monarch Mm -hmm. and there will be a spin-off of this also spin off in a little over a month the okay. first episode for that and i will be playing a character in that i'm not going to go too much into that in <laughs> case you were into that stuff i don't like to spoil people oh man too bad i already know all the spoilers you guys. know all the spoilers <laughs> i haven't told you nothing <laughs> you just can't. I'll, I'll get you the spoilers don't okay. you worry about it. all right well you talk to tom about that so Again, uh, thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, click that button wherever it's at. I don't know where it's at on here. Uh, Subscribe to us and click that bell. Please, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a little bit of a review. review, Does help. All that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And don't forget to stay fueled up this off-season.